I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, welcome to The Sportive. It's episode 192. We're at Insight Brewing because we're on the road and we're that kind of people. We wanted to be like our good friends, Gleeman and the Geek. And mm-hmm. so we're doing a podcast on the road. I'm here. I'm John. Stu is here as well. How are you doing, Stu? Um, like John bonus, I will um, try to like talk about different types of gosas and sours and sour gosas and barrel-aged gosa yep. sours. And wheat gosas. And wheat go- oh, and you sour go wheat sour, gosas. Sour wheat gosa, yeah. You can't hardly argue with that. So yeah, we're at Insight right now. Um, I'll apologize for chewing on the mic. I just ordered a uh, Potter's Pasty. Yep. One of their, um, Potter's Pasty is outside. So yeah, while so Stu eats, I'm going to be the rugby world and possibly some other stuff too maths and little yeah. army men and um stuff like that but whatever yeah. else is british yeah um i think we're gonna open with go for football right yeah we're gonna start with go for football we'll get to the wild and we'll get to go for basketball and some yeah, other we, stuff we, but we, we lead with the biggest fucking mess and we're gonna start with yep. the clearly biggest fucking mess which is go for football by now you know if you're listening to this podcast that tracy clays has been fired as go for football coach for the crime of attempting to very publicly play both sides and failing miserably. <laughs> In one of the... We, we made a lot of jokes about Tracy Clays when he first got hired to replace Jerry Kill. Clays was the, Clays was the offensive... Co- no, he was the defensive coordinator, sorry. And Matt That's Limegrover right. was the offensive coordinator. And Jerry Kill's staff had been together for 10 years. All, yes. The whole staff had been together. Three Jerry different universities. Kill, Jerry Kill retired to tend to his health mm-hmm. and almost immediately Tracy Clay's fired Lime Grover <laughs> the other pretender to the throne presumably in some sort of Game of Thrones nonsense that keep him only from like dressed like guys from this old house who are helping <laughs> helping Norm with a, like a porch on a, a, yep. on a, like a three bedroom main fixer upper yep they're replacing the they're doing some posts and newels and stuff <laughs> that, that was Tracy Clay's <laughs> my, uh, my brother once tweeted there was a picture of, I think, Coyle and Clays and somebody else sitting in the front of the room, mm-hmm. and he tweeted uh, this picture with the caption, it looks like the town committee that just banned dancing in the city limits. <laughs> it's and for their own good. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the Tracy Clays era. And mm-hmm. so at the end, Clays apparently met with his, met with his supervisors, who would be uh, the president of the university and Mark Coyle, mm-hmm. Who had discussed and agreed that they needed to suspend the 10 guys who were accused in the EOAA, Equal Opportunity and Affirmative Affirmative Action, Action. report about um, some sexual crimes that they had been a part of. They recommended they all 10 be suspended for the bowl, and Mm -hmm. according to what Mark Coyle said, and I don't think anybody has disputed this, Clays didn't fight it, he agreed with it, Mm -hmm. and then later, after his players stupidly decided to boycott, tweeted his support for the players... In order to play both sides here, I don't know. He was he was trying something, it didn't work at all, and it got him fired. He he basically undermined his bosses on Twitter. Yeah, is what he did. He sent Which, a bad tweet. Have, we've all undermined our bosses on Twitter, but yes. not all of us are the head football coach at Gopher. Football. Not that publicly. So, it's were you a agree with the firing kind of guys too? Yes, I think they should have fired him the minute he sent the tweet myself. Um, <laughs> that, they would have been kind of nice. I think I had a tweet saying that, that this is a firing offense, isn't it? Well, it certainly was. You were right about yeah, that. He got fired for that yeah, tweet, because, mostly. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's just an awful situation. And I, I mean, I wanted him fired for his poor in-game management and his clock management oh and his God, recruiting. Oh, my God, his clock management. I, mean, I don't want... I mean, it, it deserves to get lost in the greater issues of sexual misconduct and all that stuff, but you really, 
his poor clock management, really. There should be a little side, no, a little footnote yeah. to how bad it was. The last sentence on his on his plaque in the football complex should be, oh, and he screwed up the end of the game <laughs> clock management every time he had a chance at it. Andy Reid looks at him and says, brother. That's just... <laughs> was it, was it the he Penn was State? Andy Reid without the mustache. Was, was it the Penn State game that he really, really fucked up? Uh, yeah, or was I'm it trying to remember one? which was his worst crime. I... I remember being angrier about his Michigan game last year when they should have beat Michigan oh, and did. Yep, yep, yep. So, but I think I was just generally angry anyway because anyway, mm-hmm. they had that game won and then they didn't end up winning it. Yeah. And then I had to deal with Michigan fans yeah. running all over the stadium and yeah. not punching. Hey, if I had been allowed to punch them, everything would have been fine. Yeah, and I mean, people, so. there, there were some national... I mean, I was working from home today, and I had Sports Center on in the background, and I unfortunately also had First Take on in the background. Oh and, no! And yeah, I, I oh know. no! I, I forget, well, they put it on ESPN now, so you can't just leave ESPN on like the Weather Channel. Oh yeah, like it's background noise. It, you hear Stephen A. ESPN News. That's what. That's, that's what you have to go yeah, with. Now. That's probably the right way to go here. But um, everyone's like, well, it's Minnesota, and they went nine and three this year, and they fired that guy. And Minnesota sucks. I mean, well, um, they should have been probably what. 10 and 2, 11 and 1, if they just, you know, had a decent yep. coach. Yep. And it was a soft, soft, soft schedule. I've got a, I got a whole speech about this, too, and I know okay. you want to eat your Potter's pasty. What kind Do of pasty it, is it, by the way? That is a sausage roll. It's a a so- sausage oh, it's roll. a sausage roll? Is it's it, not a pasty at all? It is, um, it's a modified uh, English pasty. I do love a sausage roll. roll, too. It is really good. But I ordered two of them for ten dollars, and there's no That's way I, the I may finish one if I'm no, lucky. No, you got to get through both of them. No, I'll probably, you're not a quitter, Steve. No, I'm not a That's quitter. That's what I like. I'll bring one home to my wife. <laughs> I think she'll. My wife. Appreciate we haven't, that. Had, we haven't done that joke on the podcast for we, a while. We really anyway, haven't. all right. Here's here's the soliloquy about okay. The, particularly, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have three bites. You start talking. All right, uh, Stu. As you know from my soliloquies, they take a lot longer than three bites. So. A lot of people had the same reaction when Tracy Clays was fired as they did when Glenn Mason was fired, oh, those many years ago after blowing yet another huge lead in yet another game. And the reaction that comes up at times like this is, how can they fire him, go for football is terrible, and now they're not bad? And it really all depends on how you look at the historical the historical quality of go for football and where they belong, sort of. And there's sort of two ways to look at it. Uh, there's a guy that uh, he does the football study hall website, a guy named Bill Connolly, coined a term called Glenn Mason territory. And Glenn Mason territory is for any team that, like every team Glenn Mason coached, including Minnesota, got better but never really made the leap. With Glenn Mason, his bad teams were about the 60th best team in the country, 65th, something like that. His best teams, like the 1999 team and the 2003 team, those teams are probably about the 20th best, 25th best team in the country. And more or less, he ended up in about sort of the high 30s, low 40s, that kind of normalcy for gopher football. If you look back at sort of the modern area of gopher football, we could, I think we could make the argument that the modern era of gopher football started the day Murray Warmath left. <laughs> which would make it 1972 really the first modern year under Cal Stoll. There's sort of there's sort of two types of coaches. There's the decent ones in which you'd put your Cal Stoll and your John Gutekunst and maybe Lou Holtz depending on how charitable you're feeling, maybe Glenn Mason, you know, the the middling ones. They usually end up in about average about 35th or 40th in the country. Not top 25 material, but not terrible. About 4-4 four and four in the Big Ten. Maybe they lost a non-conference team if the game if they played a good team. So that's the one normal. The other normal you get is Tim Brewster, is Jim Wacker, is these guys that for whom the, the best possible scenario is finishing about 50th in the country, and the worst possible scenario is about 120th in the country. Tim Brewster's first year, 1-11, that kind of thing. Or any of the Jim Wacker years, because he was 1-7 just about every year he coached here. So it all, depends on, it all depends on what you see as normal for gopher football. If you see Wacker, Brewster, etc. as normal, you look at the gophers firing Tacey Clays, the gophers firing Glenn Mason, the, even the gophers firing John Gutekunst mm-hmm. as what are they doing? This has been fine. Why would they do this? And if you see sort of that as normal, about 40th, historically 35th, 40th, Mm -hmm. about what they are, then you say, these guys have gone as far as they can. These guys are not that good. They need to get somebody who might help them make, if only for one season, the jump. That's the strange thing about gopher football, is that 
no matter who has been the coach and no matter how long they've had a run of mediocrity or even good mediocrity, <laughs> like the Glenn Mason years, good mediocrity where they were four and four or five and three or three and five almost every year in the Big Ten. They never once had that one year where they randomly ended up going 11 and one or 10 and two or 12 and oh. Like Northwestern going happened. to the Rose Bowl. It's literally never happened in the modern era go for football. And so if you're looking for something like that, and I think Mark Coyle is probably, well, we have no idea what Mark Coyle thinks because we never hear anything from Mark Coyle except for his one press conference where he just stands there and juts out his tiny square jaw out into the out in for the photos and gets his major talking point completely yep. wrong about and ask, about buyouts <laughs> <laughs> and asks asks if anybody has the keys to his office and mm-hmm. knows where the facilities office is so he can get some other than that you have to look if you're mark Coyle and think i can't necessarily accept just 40th in the country and hope to undo the damage done by that blockhead norwood teague's scholarship seating donations which i I don't want to make this about me, but I'm among the many people who dropped their tickets because they thought, well, this is stupid. I'm not going to pay double what I was paying. I've got a kid. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I have a child. I have a wife who does not enjoy going. And if you ever want to go to a gopher game, you can go to a gopher game. That is not a hard ticket to get. No. Tickets, you know, on StubHub, you always think there's going to be cheap tickets, but then there sort of never are. Like, if you try to go to a wild game on StubHub, it's like, wow, tickets are still $77. Mm -hmm. This is more than face value. Mm -hmm. Not true of Gopher football. Nope. Nope. You can sit in the best seats in the house for 85 bucks. Yep. Because there's old people that can't go to every game. That's, Correct. That's who your Gopher football games are. You can yep. either have people who remember Murray Warmath yes. as the coach or, of the like Gopher football One of his pallbearers. Or, or there's people like me who have older relatives who remember Murray Warmath. Yes. And also are possibly alumni. Yes. But so from a football standpoint, Tracy Clays is exactly right where Glenn Mason was. Yeah. And, and Jerry Kill, his and, predecessor. I mean, Jerry Kill, the one good thing about Kill, and the one thing that I'll always stand up for Kill, is that if you look at the rankings, whether you use the computer polls or one of the fancy stats guys, if you look at the rankings, no matter what they are, every year his teams went up. It was like 88th to 68th to 58th to 38th. And so, obviously, 2015 wasn't exactly shaping up to be the best year no. ever. But... It's hard not to look at that and think this is forward momentum mm-hmm. such as no other gopher coaches had. Mm-hmm. Most other gopher coaches have been basically the same from beginning to end. Glenn Mason, I, they were terrible for a couple of years because that dunderhead came in and was running the option with Corey Sauter just to prove <laughs> that he was in charge of the Corey, younger listeners, you may not remember Corey Sauter. You may not remember exactly what an... But younger listeners a, know where Hutchinson, Minnesota yes. is. <laughs> Imagine the kind of quarterback you're going to get from Hutchinson. He was six foot five. I think about 245 pounds. Yeah. And if he ran the 40-yard dash under five seconds, I would be somewhat surprised. Yes. Large, lumbering. Yes. Imagine that man. Mitch, Mitch Leitner without the grace. <laughs> Mitch Leitner was quick. He was, Mitch Leitner was like David Palmer compared <laughs> David to Corey David Palmer Sauter. times Michael Vick. Yeah, exactly. That's about it. Imagine Corey Sauter slowly pulling out from under center and lumbering around the end of the line getting one yard before being cut down by a defensive back who hadn't moved the whole play. <laughs> and you'll understand what it was like in 1997 for the Gopher football program under Glenn Mason. Anyway, this doesn't need to be yet another one of my rants about Glenn Mason, but you can't look, if you're looking at Tracy Clays and saying he went nine and four, why would they do that? Number one, they had a cupcake schedule this year. Number two, he's, if you, if you look at the fancy stats, if you look at the rankings, they're exactly where historically you would expect mm-hmm. them to be. They have a terrible recruiting class coming in. I, 14 out of 14, right? Yeah. In the Big Ten. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, from a football perspective, we're putting all of the sexual abuse stuff to one side. Sexual yes. assault, I guess you would call it, not sexual abuse. Yeah. It's hard to get these terms right because yeah, it's and, just... Yeah, and you want to get them right because it is really incredibly We're putting serious. aside to the fact that Clay's we're just, we're, at no point stood up and said, yeah. we don't want people doing this. They've yeah, done something yeah, my, wrong. My chunk about this will be about the sexual abuse. You can handle the on-field stuff here. You know, I recognize that it's somewhat wrong to talk about the on-field stuff before the off-field stuff, but you guys covered the off-field stuff pretty well last week. I yeah. Thought, so. so, anyway, that's that's where we're at with Gopher football. Now they're going to bring in somebody else. It could be P.J. Fleck, who's Debo Swinney without the coaching talent. <laughs> Roll the boat. Yeah, just yelling motivational slogans. For no, 
it's... Did they not mention Sumlin's name today? Former, Kevin Sumlin got yeah. mentioned? Yeah. yeah, at the press conference, I believe uh, Coyle mentioned Kevin Sumlin. Kevin Sumlin's gone eight and four 43 years in a row at Texas A&M. Yes, so. But uh, in a, it's a much harder maybe game. Next year, then, maybe, yeah. maybe next year is the year that Texas A&M finally gets <clears> over the hump. I, it's, my, it's funny, at, at Christmas on my mom's side... My my cousin is dating a Texas A&M grad mm-hmm. and brought her to Christmas. And so I got sort of the, the fun of seeing the fan of another team who I think of as a great team mm-hmm. talking exactly like a Gopher fan would about <laughs> how her team was going to blow it in the bowl game. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what they did. Yeah. They were much better than the team they played in the bowl game. And mm, I think they managed to lose, or at the very least, they turned the ball over about four times in the first half, just shooting themselves in the foot. It was Gopher-esque. I felt the kinship with her. Plus, I could say gig him a bunch, and that was fun, too. <laughs> and say, rile him up by saying Seattle has the real 12th man. And oh, they, I felt <laughs> we, we watched the Washington Huskies game against Alabama, just Alabama doing Alabama things where yep. there's three big plays in the game, and they make all three, yep. and otherwise they just suck the life out of you and all of your fans, and they kill your family. The football and they kill equivalent of a boa constrictor, and, just yep. gently oh. but firmly squeezing the life out of just, you, and then you're dead. painful to watch. Yeah. Alabama's good at football. Um, my little chunk on the Gophers here. Um, on the way down here, I listened to um, Barrero interview Dean Johnson. He's the head of the board. Never do that. Uh, I know. I know. I shouldn't have. It's my fault. But um, Dean Johnson has emerged as an outspoken nitwit in this whole thing. Uh, well, he's from Wilmer. so uh, <laughs> As is my wife. Hi, honey. Hey, honey. Um, Go and, Cardinals. Uh, He's a pastor, and he's just that, you know, outstate, you know, Norwegian, you know, soft-spoken, something-must-be-done type of situation. Yep. He's, he's you and I. He's a, he's a little house in the prairie fucking character guy. Yep. And uh, uh, Barrero asked him who was most at fault here, where the buck stopped with this whole situation. And he mentioned correctly that, you know, Border Regents is at fault, Kaler is at fault, Coils at fault, Clays is at fault, the players are at fault. Then he mentioned the young woman. Um, I will like a lamp and dragon, please. Yeah, a very helpful bartender. <laughs> Just I'm trying to make a point about sexual assault here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the- Johnson. Yeah, Johnson mentioned that the you know the the young woman also bore some responsibility for the situation and. Uh, and that was the only time she was actually mentioned in the whole interview. Um, so, one, a fuck you, Dean Johnson, um, unless you didn't mean that and misspoke. Um, there's no uh, situation where the end result or what you deserve from drinking vodka is gang rape. Unless you absolutely know she's lying about everything, which nobody knows. Um, you just can't put her at fault for any of this at all. And for him to say that was insane. And uh, I just... As, as, I, as I yelled in my car at the radio and pulled over to tweet about it, I literally pulled over to the side of Highway 7 to tweet about it. Uh, so I uh, just try... try when all of this stuff is going on to remember the victim here or I mean we'll say alleged victim but just try to remember the woman at the center of this because that's the important thing all of this stuff is just stuff for guys who wear you know sweatshirts and jerseys to work to pick over the uh, ancillary stuff about this try to try to remember her that's all I'm that's where I wanted to go with that, so I'm done with it. So, um, uh, wrote something today based off a SI.com column by a really good one. That was a yeah. really good one. Brian by Hamilton, I think. Brian Hamilton, I think. Yeah. He used to he used to write for the Pioneer he Press. Was, he started the Pioneer Athletics Press here. in 1999, which yep. is a, was another good time for really Gopher Athletics. Really good year to start following Gopher hoops. Yeah. Yep. So it was. He mentioned the number of scandals we've had here, whether it was the basketball academic scandal or the the 
various gopher basketball scandals last year, whether it was somebody posting on social media a sex video or somebody else that was accused of sexual assault or the current football team being accused of sexual assault or I don't even know what else would fall into the scandal category. Um, you could even go back to the Wisconsin, the basketball in, in Madison scandal in the 1980s. And there, there have been a number of infamous gopher moments. And I like we say with a, with this particular one, we, you don't want to necessarily lump it into infamous gopher moments, but one of the things one of the things that's sort of up for debate is whether gopher, gopher athletics has had a larger than normal number of these scandals. We know that if you look at major violations, like NCAA major violations, I mm-hmm. think over some period of time, I don't know if it's all time or whether it's just over a certain period of time, uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin were tied for the number one spot on those violations. Whether it's Doug Woog leaving 500 bucks under a hat for Casey <laughs> Hankinson, or whether it's Lou Holtz doing all of the things that he did at every school he ever went to, yep. getting every school he ever coached at put on probation after he left, because mm-hmm. Lou Holtz is a huckster that knows no shame. Yes. Whether it's all Use of that. car salesman, look at Lou Holtz yeah. and go, oh, that guy. Casey says, the music man. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Lou Holtz. Do you get the sense that the Gophers have had an inordinate number of scandals in the athletic department over the years, or is this, or is it just that we don't hear about the scandals everywhere else necessarily? Um, I think if you want to look at it um, politely, it's that we care more about this shit. About like this is bad. We shouldn't do this. Um, do we care more, or do we just enjoy tearing somebody down more? Um, I don't know about that because look at I don't know New the York answer and Boston either. I'm not, and I'm not suggesting anything here. Literally, their whole sports media in those towns is dedicated to building people up to tear them down. So I don't know about that necessarily. Um, I know maybe, there's certainly an aggrieved sense in the athletic department that the media is out to tear them down. But that's but mostly born out of Christ. a sense of not knowing go how the anywhere, media works. Go anywhere. Go anywhere. Go anywhere with go an actual media. Um, Chicago is eight eight hours away. Just go down ninety four. Yep. And see how that works. Yep. Uh, I, I. It's it's ridiculous because you get people that have come here from college towns where the mm. entire media is in the bag for yeah. the college. Yeah. It's going to be different here because. The one thing about the media here is that they don't give a crap. There's always right. something else to pay attention to. Exactly. They don't give a crap about supporting Gopher. Sid four. Hartman gives a crap about supporting yeah. Gopher football. Everybody yeah. else doesn't give a crap. Yeah, there's a weird alternate history of what has happened here in the last two weeks. Is what if Sid Hartman was healthy <laughs> and yelling at you know the U doing God knows God knows where he would have landed on this, but I assume he would have landed somewhere in favor of. I I don't get the. I don't know how Sid doles out who he's in favor of and against. Yeah, it, it he, changes, I think. He has that skilled, that skilled old-timey media skill of being both for and against everything. <laughs> he's, he's, he's entirely for you up until you're out the door, and then you're a bum who ruined everything. So, uh, keeping Sid Hartman to one side, it's... Yeah, I don't know if there's any way of deciding whether we have whether Minnesota has more scandals or fewer scandals yeah, or uh, just a more active media and a more active police force. Maybe, maybe we just care more, John. I, I don't think, given that it's super cold this week and given that it's five below, mm-hmm. I'm a little sensitive to people claiming that they're better or hardier because this no. is the week where you hear people talking about, well, we just don't even get We're such a hardy people. No, we're just dumb for a living here. Nope, we, nope, just we just didn't leave. Yep, we this did. is not a... This is, it's not a character flaw to live here, nor is it a benefit to your character to live here. It's just cold. It doesn't make you a better person. (laughs) We don't have the money to have a winter home somewhere. That's right. That's what it comes down to. We can't all go to Arizona. We can't just go hang out in Tucson for two months and, you know. Don't hang out in Tucson. It's a bad town. That's right. I forgot about that. Sorry about that. Bad town. Um, Weird people. I don't, do we even mention why our co-hosts aren't here? Oh, no. We have co-hosts? Yeah, we do. Um, said, I forget who it was. I think it was Hans. Yeah. Our good friend Hans said on Twitter today that he liked the sport of except that no more than two of the hosts show up at any one time. Yeah. Yeah, he's a baby, too. So, I mean, come on, dude. Um, but, yeah, he's not, not wrong about that. Um, is doing the dad thing tonight. That's dad why he's not here. 
His wife has something. Yeah, his wife, she's got her Uber going. Yeah, she's out driving. She's out Uber driving. And Claire, we're in the city. We're in Minneapolis. Inside Brewing is in Minneapolis. So Clarence will not Clarence be here is, for that. Clarence couldn't make it. No, it's close to St. Paul. It is. We're we're, the, I think if we had gone to Station 280, he might have done it. That's true. He might have. He might have just taken the wrong exit at Como. You could be in Ramsey County in seconds if you're at Station 280. Exactly, but that's. Uh, it is. I, I'm, I'm, I've only been there once, and that was for your bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was. Was yeah, that was, Gleeman's party bus? Yeah. Good old Gleeman's party bus. No, that was that was Parker's bachelor it was party. Parker's, ba- Parker's bachelor party. Hey, Parker. My bachelor party. We just went to Max Industrial and that's right. Nate, listened to Grand John Bonus's life advice, and John told us things we'll never forget, and we're all better people. And that's probably for the best. John is surprisingly surprisingly wise. Well, he's old. That's, <laughs> that's old true. people are wise. As, 60, Have you not? as the only 65-year-old blogger. <laughs> and yet he's still younger than Aaron. Which is somehow. Some, somehow, some way. I like Aaron because he's young, but also unenthusiastic. And I understand that. <laughs> and happy birthday to him, too. Um, anyway. Do we want to do one more thing on Gopher Football? Yeah, okay. Because uh, uh, Brandon did send some questions to us. He wanted to know, who ranked the order of who looks the worst out of the four major parties in the scandal, which is Kaler, Coyle, Clays, and the players. The players look the worst. The players worst. are the first. Yeah, 100%. Because the they, the, they did the alleged raping. Yep. If raping is in the allegations, you're number one. Yep. That's, there's just no two ways about <laughs> if, it. If it's debatable whether it's rape or not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Clays, you say, that's what I had just for being so goddamn stupid. Uh, three is Kaler. Yeah. I put Kaler ahead of Coyle as far as being worse. Okay. Um, I, I no. Okay. Okay. I I put Kaler um, ahead of Coil because I do not know if Kaler actually was awake today <laughs> or yesterday. I don't. I, oh, and I do think Coil did the right thing. By cutting uh, Clay's loose, it, even though he again he got all the details wrong with the press conference. Yep, it took him a well, week to do it. He could have done, just done it right after the bowl game. Just said, yep, "Sorry, this is just too much. We can't do it." And he could have. I mean, as far I mean, I think we could probably say for sure that he just wants to get his own guy in there, and this whole thing gave him opportunity to do it. Would that be a fair to say? Um, I would assume it'll be a Flecker. I was going to say this before. A little worrisome if you look at his resume. Mm-hmm. He was a position coach a million times and then became a head coach of Western mm-hmm. Michigan. Yep. You know who else was a position coach a bunch of times before being a head coach? Tim Brewster. This is very true. Same kind of motivational nonsense yep, exactly. that he's spouting all the time. Roll Same the sort of coaching resume. A little worried that P.J. Fleck is the next coming of Tim Brewster. That said, P.J. Fleck lost to Wisconsin in January instead and of November. Exactly. So that's that's big. That's uh, that's no, not. I hate you, that's Wisconsin. not unimportant. I hate you so much, Wisconsin. So um, I'll never yeah, stop that, that, So that I think so. Yeah. So you agree on one and two, and three and four are just a matter of debate. So yep. Okay. I think can we move off of that now? Let's stop talking about Gopher football. Oh, thank I God. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. What are we on to next? Sure. I am Mr. Puck. So I like, I feel like last weekend, last week's podcast was a bad podcast to miss. Because I took a lot of shots. You did take a lot of shots. And would you like to repeat any of the reasons for those shots? Um, because just for the just for the sake of providing context in this podcast, um, you took a lot of shots because um, the Wild, the local professional team, um, won twelve games in a row, and you were mad about it. Not but at all. Not as mad as your brother was about it. Not mad. You were mad because it was unsustainable. Your brother was mad. mad. Your brother was mad because it was unsustainable, and they should all be in a civil war hospital. <laughs> Is that about? Am I, am I misrepresenting you well, accurately? I unfortunately Dave couldn't be here tonight, so I can't necessarily speak for him. Okay, but. Mad is definitely the wrong word to characterize this. Okay. Here's what's going on in my thought process. Whenever something like this happens, a team is doing well. Let's say the Vikings start in 5-0. and mm-hmm. Let's say the Twins last season with their excellent start mm-hmm. or going back farther like 2001 when they started by going 18-6 and six or something. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to look at them and say, is this good or is this lucky? Mm-hmm. Because I think it's important to set your expectations for the future. 
to say, is this going to continue? Are there reasons to believe it's going to continue? Or is this the end of the line? Is this just a lucky run? What I would have liked to seen to have seen is the wild dump. Because said, oh, they have a great defense, and Brandon said, "Well, they actually are right in the middle of the league in number of shots allowed. So, how good is that defense?" About average in shots allowed, they have an excellent goaltender who's having a career season, mm-hmm. even after a couple of years ago when he had another excellent season. Mm-hmm. That is the only reason that they are winning hockey games. They are in the middle of the pack in, like I said, both in shots taken and shots allowed. Overall, you would expect them to score about half the goals in any one game. They ran into this run where they won 12 in a row, and we convinced ourselves that something about what they were doing was magical. Even Clarence, who is not prone to magical thinking, about this. He said, the Wild are getting timely scoring. What is timely scoring, Stu? Um, when they score in the third period. W- when they do what? They score in the third period. The in overtime. <laughs> that That's that's called scoring. That's scoring goals. And I, I recognize that they, if scoring goals against mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as they should have. Mm-hmm. Their shooting percentage is than you would expect. They're above average in shooting percent. So they're getting lucky in offense, they're getting lucky in defense. It all combines into this one really awesome lucky run. And don't get me wrong, it was super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It has been an absolute joy to have them go on every game and to watch these games in the bank. They have a chance of beating New York, they have a chance of seeing Montreal and Montreal, both things are good. And Columbus has won 16, 16 in a row. Yeah, that's almost one shy of the record, right? Mm-hmm. win this game it's it's different past runs they've had even if you look at last season through this number of games I think this year through the 39 games they had 50 points last year they had 46 or so mm-hmm. so they're 4 points ahead of where they were that's not exactly a dominant team or anything like that so Saying that I'm mad about it is wrong because obviously I'm as excited they're winning as anybody else, but I don't have my hopes up that high because continuing this run is going to require Devin Dubnik to continue to save 19 out of every 20 shots he sees. If, if you can convince me that this run is based on excellent defense or creating extra shots or something like that that is more or less something that is usually sustainable from one game to the next, then I'm a little more excited about their future prospects. I'm still going to enjoy them on a game-to-game basis. I'm just not going to get my Stanley Cup pr- tickets printed now. And Clarence kept saying, well, they're not going to win every game the rest of the season. I, I know that. I know that I'm not saying that it's not sustainable for them to win every game. I know it's not. It's just <laughs> you look at the stats, whether it's whether it's baseball or football or whatever, whether it was the Vikings start where they were getting a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown in every game they played, and the other team would turn the ball over four times, and the Vikings would turn it over no times. And we said on this podcast a bunch of times, well, that's just not going to continue. That's, that's what happens. I, know that, I also know that it's true that you can't take these wins off the board, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. getting to 50 points after 39 games is awesome mm-hmm. because pretty much no, if you play average the rest of the year, mm-hmm. they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah. But that turned into a one-sided conversation. I ordered more pasties and finished them while you were on your rant here. Um, I, I can't stop the ranting. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, first then, of all, why do you hate success? <laughs> um, second of all, um, oh, I actually had, I had a stat. God damn it, I had a stat. Stu's got a stat. I, uh, He's Mr. Puck. Oh, where'd my Fezzik go? Mr. Puck Where'd is my, looking oh, through his phone. Crap. He's got a sausage roll left in front of him. Nope, I don't. He can't I, find I a stat. Write, I write, he can't find write, a stat. I can't find the stat. He's on Mr. Him. Puck, he's not Mr. Prepared. I'm sorry. Are they playing tonight? Is it Shark Night? No, I think they have a couple days off again. Okay. They had a couple days off for Christmas, and then they played oh, Columbus, oh, that's, that's, and then they had a couple more days off. It wasn't necessarily a stat. It was just a way to make fun of Clarence since he wasn't here. Oh, good. I like that. Columbus, did you watch the Columbus game? I did watch the Columbus game. Um, did you notice that when they had those stupid useless fights that are supposed to help get you going, Columbus yeah. got like 17 goals in a row right after that? <laughs> well, did that make you laugh or did that make you laugh it really got hard? Columbus going. It's yeah. just, it's hard to know which team it's going to get going. Yeah, exactly. But you, whoever does well after that, you point to it and say, well, yeah. that fight really got it going. really got them fired up. Yeah. It's funny, the Columbus was on last night and they beat, I can't even remember who they beat last night, but I happened to turn on the post game when Mike Melberry, who's a blowhard that doesn't get enough credit for being one of the biggest blowhards in America because he covers <laughs> hockey and so nobody listens to him. Mike Milbury is like, well, that fight really got him going. Ugh, I just, there's nothing that's not, I'm, I'll tell you right now, hockey watchers of the sport of podcast listenership, mm-hmm. if you want to be angry, you, you see all your basketball friends being angry about something. Who's outspoken in basketball? Charles Barkley? No, everybody loves Charles Barkley, but somebody else who's outspoken, whether it's Skip Bayless or whether it's Stephen A. Smith, you get angry about their LeBron takes. Mm-hmm. If you want to be angry like that for hockey, watch more of the NBC Sports Network mm-hmm. and their hockey coverage because you'll be that angry about Mike Milbury because <laughs> he is one of the biggest morons moron, in hockey coverage. The common clay of the new West. Let's never, <laughs> let's never forget that Mike Milbury once climbed into the stands to beat a man with his own shoe. Yep. That's and, normal human behavior. Yep. That's that's what you do. So anyway, just yeah, just hockey fights are dumb. They're fun to watch sometimes, but they're dumber in hell. I, I will tell you that my wife, her only the the reason she likes hockey more than all other sports is because sometimes the guys fight. Yeah. I had oh, no I idea mean, I married someone with such a blood. It's lust, hilarious, but. like a, when a NASCAR race is done and the drivers get out and start hitting each other that's with true. their helmets. That's hilarious. That's true. I don't know that it affects the race though. I don't think that affected you know, Davey Allison went in the, the Gainesville 250. I mean, I, which isn't a race. Don't fact check that, Wade. But I mean, I, I, I again, I know, I know I'm Mr. Puck, but I'm more of a Mr. Puck come lately. And I just, um, I don't, I, I'm not one of the guys who like sticks up for the fighting. So no. I don't, I don't. Stu, you like the you like the good the the wing play. I like the elegant passing. I like yep. the I like the, the when they took out the when they took out the two line pass rules. Stu was back in. Oh, Stu was man. back into hockey after that. Yeah, that was for, that was pretty much it for me right there. I still don't understand. Even now, all these many years later, I still don't understand why the hockey hockey ever put in a two line pass rule. Why would you not want a pass to cover a couple of zones? Um, the same reason you wouldn't want to have a three-point shot. You just don't want your game to be entertaining. That's I don't understand. To, I don't you know. understand, Stu. It, it makes no and sense. And as Mr. Puck, if you're on board, then I'm on board. I'm totally on board. I realize that to hockey traditionalists, I might be suggesting the equivalent of rocket skates, but here we are. Yeah, here we are. It's the same, you know, fights don't really do much for me. So. Anyway, I wanted to defend myself against Clarence and Brandon, both of who aren't here on this podcast. Yes. So they can listen and to this. And as you know, I've been on your angry. side this whole time. Yes, of course. <laughs> Playing both sides, like exactly. Jason Clay's. What else we got? Uh, let's see. I'm not ready to talk about the Vikings yet. I'm going to be honest with you. do the Wolves really quick? Yeah. I, <laughs> all we both I have watched is, last night's game. And Brand- I, Brandon sent us a goddamn manifesto about... I don't, I don't think you should read Brandon's manifesto. It's very technical. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. like the worst parts of the Unabomber manifesto. Here, okay. Here, here's the actual stat that I wrote down. Um, the Wolves' record in their first 10 games was 3-7. and seven. Right. 
The Wolves' record in their next 10 games was 3-7. and seven. Right. The Wolves' record in their last 10 games was 3-7. and seven. Is that actually true? That is actually true. That is from Steve uh, McPherson. Oh. Um, at Steve Entrance on the Steve Twitter. McPherson. He's a good guy. Um, who I've never met, but still a good guy. No, um, I've met him, and he's a good guy. He's a super good guy. Um, never met him, though. Um, met his brother, who works at The Current. Really? Yeah. Um, Sean McPherson. Stu, you know everybody who works at The I'm, Current. I'm pretty cool that way, aren't I? Um, oh, I didn't bring... I got an NPR tote bag nice. from this year's membership drive. Yeah, and I, I usually put the, one for you. I usually put the podcast stuff in it, and I forgot it this week. Oh. That's Let's a disappointment. Um... So that's a that's a, the uh, improvement we were expecting. The gradual improvement from Tom Thibodeau has not quite kicked no. in yet, um, and we're eleven games shy of the season's midpoint. So it, it is and, kind of funny that on one in Minneapolis you got Tom Thibodeau mm-hmm. who's coaching the exact same team as he was under Sam Mitchell. Like mm-hmm. you watch the Timberwolves and last night's game where they tied it with one point six seconds to go yep. and then blew it. Yep. I just, they played that game 50 times last year under Sam Mitchell. Yes, they did. 50 of their losses were by a combined 109 points, I think. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> and it's happening again this year. Just to see them under Tom Thibodeau, who is supposed to be the greatest coach in the entire world, mm-hmm. being the exact same team, while over in St. Paul, you take the ex- literally the same players under Mike Yo, mm-hmm. who have now having one of their best seasons ever under Bruce Boudreau. Uh, I know we just covered that they've been lucky rather than good, but it's still funny just from a comparison between Boudreau and Thibodeau that both of whom have French Canadian names now mm-hmm. that I, now that we're talking about it. Yep. The uh, universe is random and the only constant is death. I think is what we're getting at here. Eat at Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a show title. <laughs> the universe is random and the only constant is death. death. I got to yeah. remember that. Semicolon, eat at Arby's. <laughs> um, just to see the comparison between the two where Thibodeau was lauded for being great and everyone was like, oh, Boudreaux, he's fine. He's a different coach. And to see Boudreaux having success and Thibodeau not having success is funny to me because I am a hater. <laughs> I will say, I was actually texting Brandon during last night's game, Ugh. and I will say that falling behind by 29 points to the Philadelphia the, 76ers. The uh, biggest punchline in the league. Who are better? They are better this year. They are better this year, but they're but still a punchline. Punch line. Yeah. Having the Timberwolves fall behind by 29, come back and tie it, and then blow it one more comeback. time, is, I think, a low point for I think it's the low point of, of the year. Us. It is the low point of the year. This is... This is not good. It's not going no. to get. Uh, it was also a low point for the five-year bet that Brandon and I have going between the Sixers <laughs> and the Timberwolves. Where help. I was feeling great because the Sixers had Sam Hinkie, who was determined to lo- lose seventy-five games eight years in a row, yep. in the hopes of uh, accumulating every pick in the. Yes. 2024 NBA you draft. You can't lose if all the other teams have no picks. Exactly. You can't lose. You get you get every player in college. That yep. that was Sam Hinkie's There's plan. some salary cap implications, but you know, that's So when the Wolves got Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins and Ricky Rubio and they had all these pieces in place and then got Tom Thibodeau, I was about ready to ask Brandon to pay up just mm-hmm. at the start of this year cuz mm-hmm. I even forget what we bet, but 3 years is too long to wait for my prize. Yeah. And now the Wolves are losing to the Sixers in the ugliest fashion possible and the only thing I can say is that I am a loser and Brandon is a loser <laughs> and we are all losers yeah I um, let's see um, Stu is right now scanning Brandon's Unabomber like manifesto about the Timberwolves please He's remind listeners in there about- please remind listeners that I continue to not like Andrew Wiggins and would like to trade him I don't have that much of a hard opinion on Andrew Wiggins. No, I don't either. He, he seems, seems fine. fine. Yeah, he, he seems, seems fine. fine. Um, did we read Britt Robson's column this week? I did not. I usually I read either. Britt, but I haven't read it yet. I'll, I'll wait for the podcast version. Exactly. Um, these motherfuckers don't play hot. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, everyone thought he'd be a, a Fizz would be a Whitnown guy. Evidence says maybe not. Having Wiggins play point at the end of quarter situation shows he's willing to trade buckets for development. Um, the vets aren't playing. Cole Aldridge isn't playing. Cole Aldridge, I heard this stat on the broadcast last night, mm-hmm. has not made a basket since December 19th. <laughs> <laughs> That's my birthday. Um, Happy birthday, Stu. That's exactly. I got a Cole, I got a Cole Aldridge layup yep. for it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's 
basically Brandon is just sad and frustrated because yep. he loves the Timberwolves and Brandon professional Jay. basketball. So, um, <laughs> it was so. Uh, Oh, yeah. Because he was raised wrong. (laughs) This week. Yeah. 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 No, I understand it. It's it's still still wrong. It's not what anybody should ever do, ever. But I understand it. Um, Let's see. He asked us to talk about Gopher Hoops. Um, go for hoops. Um, let's see. They they beat Purdue in overtime, which is not a thing they normally do, especially at Purdue. So um, I don't know if that's a, do you want to do a pause here, John, if your mic isn't working? Yeah, let's try it. Okay, cool. Just, just checking. Um, Uh, we'll, we'll fix it in post, which we never do. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll never fix it. We'll think about fixing it. Exactly. But we won't. It won't be fixed. Yeah. Um, anyway, they beat Purdue in overtime after a really disappointing loss at home to Michigan State, which wasn't too surprising because Tom Izzo does not lose to the Minnesota Gophers ever, no, nor, nor will he ever. Um, so there are, I was, my, my senior year in college, I had Gopher basketball tickets. And mm-hmm. I went to a game where the Gophers were, I think, if memory serves, up twenty-one to two, mm-hmm. and they came back and lost it in just exactly the same way, yep, exactly as they did against Michigan State this year. Yep, he's he's a magician. He knows how to he knows how to coach. Well, he knows college. how to coach, which exactly. gives him an advantage over a lot of people um, who know how to recruit. But after that, they're kind of like a uh, maybe post play. Um, but anyway, they I, I watched most of the Michigan State game because it was, you know, it was on ESPN. Um, Solid days. And um, I missed all of the Purdue game because it was on, I want to say, December 26th, like during the day or so. It was on during the holidays and didn't see it or who knows when it was on. Nobody cares. No, it was was New Year's weekend. So, So, um, but they won and that's good and it seems like even though college basketball is such a devalued product at this point, it's yeah, it's it's horrible. Um, except for when your team is winning, so <laughs> or if Duke is losing, that's that's really about it. Those are the two. That's all there is at this point. So and maybe and maybe like Tom Crean making a weird face. That's Tom Crean making nothing always, but weird face. Oh god, he's just creepy. That is a, he, that is a creepy looking guy. He just. <laughs> Tom Green always looks like he's being like busted at like uh, at like you know like Tom a public Green just got caught at the strip club with yeah. a woman who's not his wife. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I guess it's something. I mean, the Wild are giving us something to watch, and if there's an actual uh, competitive Gopher basketball, I mean, they're probably going to make the tournament at this point. I don't think there's any. They're already <laughs> oh, in. I think they're already in. Actually, I like how they beat Purdue, and we're like, yep. Tournament, yep, yep, it's happening. So, Nothing yeah. can go wrong. Yep. Richard so. Pitino is a genius. <laughs> exactly. Who lost more basketball so. games than anybody else in Gopher history. Yeah, so I uh, I don't know. It's fun. It's But I, I have nothing to add to it because it's just I don't think about the Gopher basketball team that much anymore. No. Which, again, and we've talked about this before on the show, that used to be the best thing in town. Was the go- was I mean, b- before Clem Haskins even. You know, in the in the, in the 80s and, you know. Vashon Leonard ran this town. Leonard. Ran Ma- this town. Trent Tucker. That'd be going back, you know, ages and eons. And they, had all, they also had all the scandals, too. But um, it was oh, yeah. still. Fair Trooper Richard Coffey. <laughs> He um, didn't have a scandal. I don't want to. No, he didn't. No, 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 no. Not, not him. No. With a scandal. No, he, but yeah. I'm just naming old Gopher basketball exactly. players because I'm reminiscing. Yeah, exactly. It was fun. I mean, the 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 worst gymnasium in the world, but it was also super no, loud. No, you can't say that. Oh, but I was, love Williams Arena. Oh, I know you do. Don't but, you love Williams Arena? Oh, I love it, but I mean, it's you uh, know, it's terrible. It's a rat trap, it. but I mean, it's amazing when. It's the go- when the Gopher basketball team is good, there is no better sports venue in town. There is absolutely none. There's not even a comparison. No, there isn't. Point. There isn't. I mean, There's I love Target else Field. In the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I love Target Field, but when the Gopher basketball team is good, Williams Arena is the best sporting venue in town. It will what always would be, be number that way. two. What would be number two on your list? I mean, XL's nice. It is, but it's it's no mid loud, but. Certainly not Target Center. Certainly not the Salt Shed. 
Um, I love TCF. TCF Bank Stadium is really nice, but we'll never know, apparently, if it's any good for, you know, a really good college program. Yep. Um, I think it's probably Target Field. Just because I think it is probably Target Field. Because it's like, you know, you with all, all the aesthetics and, and, you know, maybe if there'll be a good team there someday in 2027. Boy, this is, this is like number one and then a mile and yeah. then the rest of the list. <laughs> Just a mile of shit. <laughs> um, so I think we covered college basketball. Yeah, that's as much as we're going to get on college basketball. Okay. Yeah, because we've not watched any games again. Um, Drink. I'm not prepared to talk about the NFL playoffs. Um, are, you excited? Got, are you excited for this weekend? We got two horrible games and two good games, right? Uh, the AFC games are just shit. Well, the AFC as a conference. It's just, after New England is, I mean, I think Oakland would have been fun if they had a Derek Carr. Right. But um, they don't. They have Matt. No, they don't have Matt McGloin. He also got hurt. So they have Connor Cook. Who I don't. Who is just two random names? Yep. Against Brock Osweiler, who got benched two weeks ago. I, for some reason, I've seen several Houston Texans games this year, and they are terrible. They're no good. That is a bad bad. football team. And Oakland, again, through no fault of their own, has their third string quarterback starting. Right. So that's a terrible game. And the other one is Pittsburgh, who are actually good against Miami, who has Matt Moore. As their starting quarterback because their starter got hurt. So that is crap. that'll be just wretched as well. Pittsburgh will win by twenty eight. And then the NFC is um, Seattle Detroit, which is a good game. Well, I'd, Detroit's in the playoffs, so exactly. I'd, that's I'd watch, always something. I'd, exactly. I'd, I'd watch it if it was on. It's like you can just reminisce about Wayne Fonts and exactly. Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders and, and all that jazz. Who is that guy the Vikings really wanted? Scott something? Scotty Mitchell. Scotty Mitchell. Yes. Um, and then the other game, of course is uh, Green Bay versus the New York Giants at Eli's house. Yep, at Eli's house. And uh, I think Vegas currently has the pack favored by like four and a half. I I have never wanted a New York team to win so bad. And um, Well, that's not true. I wanted the year that the Patriots were undefeated and the Giants beat them in the Super Bowl. That was pretty fun. Harder for the Giants yeah. Year, but but um, I think this Giants team, I think they're better than the team that beat Green Bay at Lambeau the last time it happened. Um, the Coughlin frostbite right. red nose game. Um, that was, was well, he had frostbite in every game. Yeah, he ever um, that was 63. also anger. Anger and frostbite. But, I mean, New York's defense is m- really good. I mean, the, much better than when the Vikings played them and beat them pretty handily. That's true. And um, I, I know Rodgers is playing out of his mind. I mean, we all know that because they let the offensive line hold. Stop talking about this. I'm okay. Oh, you're already angry? Yeah. Okay. Their offensive line holds every play so Rodgers can get out of the pocket and find someone down and make an insane, like, 35-yard fade that lands right in his hands because that's what Aaron Rodgers does. I, but they hold every play. Right now so. is probably a Packers fan, and I want you to know you're a horrible person. Yes. Examine your life because you're a terrible person. Yes. Who's terrible to other people. Yes, I agree. You need to get better, and it starts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I had to bet money, I would bet on Green Bay to win this week because I think they are good enough to win one playoff game. Yeah, yeah. But I think though, I, I, I think they can win one game. I wouldn't be surprised if New York won though. I just Eli just tends to get Eli in the playoffs, and he turns into. And somehow, now that Peyton has won two Super Bowls, um, the universe has to go back into balance to give Eli a third to make the the worst of the Manning quarterbacks have the most Super Bowl titles. That would be unbelievable. It would be crazy because there's no, I mean, he's not a good quarterback. Eli Manning is terrible. I think he ranked 27th this year as far as like the QB, whatever the QBR rating is. Just an insane, I mean, that's, that's really, that's funny. Funny, funny is the word you're going for. That's Bubby Brister. That's <laughs> 27th is Bubby Brister here in the Brister zone. And not even Neil O'Donnell. Bubby no, not even Neil O'Donnell would do that. So, so yeah, I, um, I think it'll be decent for those. The, the NFC games will be worth watching. The AFC games will be terrible. Don't watch the AFC games. Don't watch the AFC Find something. It's going to be cold out. Maybe find, like, some errands to run. If you can get the dog out for a walk, if it's warm enough, do that. But it's... Start the car. Yeah, gotta, yeah, get the carbon out. You know, you got to get the clear, clear out the carburetor. Exactly, got to, got to do that. Uh, maybe some house projects. Um, if you, you may be waiting until this weekend to put the Christmas decorations away. 
I, we, got, we got ours down on the second. Did um, you? Yeah. Boy, I... Not only I know you do, love Christmas. Not so. only do I love Christmas, they provide a useful source of light in the middle of the night. They really do. For when, when I get up and like yeah, go to the bathroom I or something like about, that. Oh yeah, that's so it's hard. It's hard to get rid of them just from an efficiency standpoint. Yeah, I think um, I I, re- I realized that when we had Celia, I was like, oh, these lights help. Yeah. And then like you know like the minute we took the the lights down, I went like to like Menards and bought like seventeen different night lights and stuff <laughs> like that. Just plugged them into every outlet. I think. I think I'll probably get the indoor Christmas decorations down soon. Yeah. But I think I'll leave the outdoor you ones You leave up. those up for a while. Because they're, yeah. slightly, they're slightly happy. And in January in Minnesota, you need a little... A little light help. A little levity help. Because it's, it's so bleak and so cold. It's real terrible. So, um, so we have segued into dad talk, naturally. Because that was what we were going to close well, with, right? As a, yeah. a first-time dad, that's yeah. all I talk about now. Well, yeah. because Like, I got a lot to say about feeding schedules. And I got a lot to say about... Sleep training. Yeah. I think nothing interesting to say on any other topic. Like, anything that would be important to someone else's life, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You don't have a choice, though. That's, you have zero choice in the matter. Stu, Stu will vouch that before this podcast, mm-hmm. I, I grabbed his shirt with blood in here and showed him pictures of my daughter. God, she's adorable. Just adorable. <laughs> um, let's see any other dad stuff um, oh weekend plans we're going to Broxy's on Friday he can't be here tonight but he can be at his own house on Friday <laughs> he might we're, we're giving him no choice really I believe if I remember right Dana Wessel pressured him into having the party I think he sent him a tweet saying hey we're going to have a party at your house again and like kept sending him tweets to that effect so for those of us, I, I like to think uh, me and Aaron Cleveland and all of those of us who are socially awkward, we're mm-hmm. now into the part of the week where I'm like, I wonder if there's a way I can get up. I said I was going to go. Now I'm worried that maybe I should go. Okay. Um, first of all, are you bringing Lisa or yeah. not? Okay. And it's nice having, I mean, it's nice having Lisa around for many different reasons. Yeah. But this is useful because she's like nice to other people and an interesting conversationalist, and a nice person, yeah. and fun to be around. Yeah. Which I am none of those things. So bringing her to a party is like... It's like it takes the pressure off. Or can just drift away to where the game is on and watch yeah. whatever game is on TV. That was my strategy at like every wedding I ever went to. Yeah. Was, oh, there's a television there's showing a, TV. We'll watch a meaningless mid-season baseball game. I'd, I'd better watch the Yankees <laughs> it's play very, that It's very important. I, I have the Padres in my fantasy league or something. Um, <laughs> I got the Padres defense, everybody. Yeah, um, I, I think I'm batching it for this one. Really? No, yeah. maybe? Um, she got, our, our in-laws are in town, and she might have to babysit, and uh, they have a two-year-old, and it's you know her first niece and oh. she's all yeah she's all and her name's goldie so oh. not goldie gopher because she's not a scandal ridden rodent there's <laughs> that is not that's not her so she might have to do she might be babysitting um so it might just be me coming there after work uh but yeah um that's what we're doing on friday and then um piper's got a dance comp on saturday and then Sunday will probably be, I think Sunday is when the Green Bay game is. So I think that'll be what I end up doing on Sunday is yep. root, rooting against Green Bay. Salt fire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, that's my weekend. Yeah, and I assume, let's see, you got the says Dave babysitting? Uh, no, my sister-in-law is babysitting. Oh, that was nice of her. She, again, first niece. Yeah. Loves her super, to death. Super easy. I'm more am frightened that she will steal the baby. <laughs> Then that she doesn't want to take care of the baby. That's, that would be that would be bad. That's a lifetime movie. So. It is. It's it many, has Candace Cameron Bure in it. Did you I, know oh, Candace Cameron from Full House married Pavel Bure? Is that actually true? I had to look it up because her last name is B U R E now. Yeah, but that and doesn't necessarily mean it, she no, married it's Pavel, Pavel Bure's. Well, so I don't know who to be happier for. Uh, Pavel Bure is a weird looking dude. He is, but she's also uh, Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains' sister. Did you know this? No. Of course I you didn't did. know any of this. So, yeah. So, Candace Cameron from Full House is Kirk Cameron's sister, and she's married to former NHL superstar Pavel Bure. This is like a couple weeks ago when 
I don't know if you follow at Down Goes Brown on Twitter. I think so. Hockey writer Sean yeah. McIndo. Yeah, I think so. In one of his columns, he... I don't know if he just found this out or pointed out this because he knew it, but uh, you know Sebastian Bach from Skid Row? Yes, yeah, so His he, brother was an NHL player. Really? Yeah, I can't remember his brother's name, though. That's amazing. But I do know that Sebastian Bach's brother... And Sebastian Bach, who I know from... You remember VH1 had their I love the 80s, I love the 90s, I love the 70s sort of phase? Yes. I don't know if VH1 even exists anymore, but for a while, that's all they showed. Yeah. And Sebastian Bach, I think, was prominent in every decade. Yes, he was. So that's how I know Sebastian Bach. Yeah, he was also a Gil on the Gilmore Girls. I'm sorry? He was on the Gilmore Girls. He was in the band. He was was in the band. No, he was a bass player in the band that Lane had. Lane, Lane Gilmore? Was, Lane was, no, not Lane Gilmore. Lane Kim, Rory's best friend. Rory Lane, Gilmore. Rory Gilmore's best friend, Lane, was a drummer in a band called Hep Alien with her future husband, and the bass player was Sebastian Bach. With Rory's future husband or Lane's future husband? Lane's future husband, not Rory's future husband. Rory's not even married, but she is pregnant now. Oh, Why I just is she ru- pregnant I just ru- if she's not married? Uh, because our nation is failing. Board of Regents member Dean Johnson. Dean Johnson is furious about this. <laughs> doesn't doesn't think this is a good He's idea. He's furious about binge drinking. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that was his. By the way, that was his solution to everything. Was, was the ban binge drinking? Was we need, we need to talk about binge drink? Which again, binge drinking is bad, but that wasn't the problem. Here. Hey, I'm so. drinking my third beer here. So, God, I'm anyway, one away I, or two away not, from the clinical just, definition. Let's steer right the fuck away from. Yeah, let's go back to the Gilmore here, Girls. Let's go back to the Gilmore. Okay. So, was Lane one of the Gilmore Girls? No, Lane was not one of the Gilmore Girls. Was the Gilmore Pavel Girls Burry. were Rory and Lorelai. Pavel Burry was he? Pavel one of the Burry Gilmore was. Girls? There was no hockey player in there. Although Rory's longtime um, boyfriend Luke Scott Patterson was a Yankees minor leaguer Luke in real Gilmore. life. Luke uh, Danes, not Luke Gilmore. Luke Danes. Luke Danes. Um, he owned the diner in town. It was called Luke's Diner. It was played by the actor Scott Patterson, and he was a uh, Yankees minor leaguer really? for the Columbus Clippers, even. But he wasn't one of the Gilmore Girls. He was not one of the Gilmore Girls, no. How many Gilmore Girls were there? There were two there? Gilmore Girls. There were only two? I thought there were like four. Well, technically there were three, because Emily, but she was the mother of Lorelai. But like the actual show, Gilmore Girls, focused on the relationship between the mother who was uh, Lorelai. Who was Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham, Lorelai, and her daughter, Rory. Who was Alexis Bledel. Who was, like, correct. See, I know stuff about the Gilmore Girls. Yes, you do. And why wasn't the third Gilmore girl on the show? She was on the show. She just was one of the titular Gilmore girls. Right. Was Um, her name no longer Gilmore? Her name, oh, God, why can't I remember her name? Oh, goodness, this is, oh, everyone hates this. Emily, Emily Gilmore. Emily Gilmore. Yes. But she was, she's... But she's, she's also the best. Char- she was the best character on the and show, and she's a girl. Yes, but she's now one of the Gilmore Girls. Not cons- not as far as like the title sequence goes. It just showed under Gilmore Girls those two actresses. Right. So that's how you define whether they are part of the Gilmore Girls or not. Yes, correct. Although she is technically a Gilmore girl, so her last she, name is Gilmore, she and she's be, a she's a woman. Would you say she's the Pete Best of the Gilmore Girls? Um, I would say she's the Stu Sutcliffe of the Gilmore Girls. The she's, Stu Sutcliffe of the Gilmore Girls. Like she has a lot of influence, but... Um, but was never an actual was never member an of the actual Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girl, correct. As defined by the opening sequence. Correct. I just got a text from Rocket, by the way. From one of the Gilmore Girls. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, nobody's listening to any. We're past the hour mark. Nobody's we can, listening we, we won't. I'm not going to read any of them, but um, we, John and I were on the receiving end from Rocket of about... Who doesn't have Twitter, Who does so not have Twitter, so he has to send us texts of all of his thoughts. tweet storms are actual texts. Which are basically just, you know, manifestos that disturbed people would send in newsletters. There's Zodiac signs on them. Yep. They're not... It's not anything I would wish on, any, on my worst enemy. But he sent them to me and John. Basically, he's pro-Spielman. He is pro-Spielman. He is, and it's not a bit. He blames injuries for the Viking season. Yes. Not Rick Spielman's inability to draft... Or mm. sign a decent free agent offensive lineman. Yeah. He so, blames the fact that the Vikings' collection of terrible offensive linemen was beset by injuries. And it's hard to... It's hard to deny that there were a lot of injuries. There were a lot of injuries, but they were all to terrible players. Yeah. The Vikings' offensive line was terrible last year, and then everybody on that terrible offensive line got hurt. So whose fault is this? Injuries or the guy who put together both terrible offensive The lines? damning part is that nothing in this draft helped. Nothing that they drafted this year helped 
the the fact that Anything. they picked Laquan Treadwell, who had one catch mm-hmm. in the first round, yep. and Marquise Alexander, who had one tackle in the second in round. the second round, and I realize Marquise Alexander was hurt for part of the season, yeah, but he still even even with that injury, he played in like ten games mm-hmm. and overall played fewer snaps than Laquan Treadwell did. That was his first two picks. They didn't have a third round pick. Nope. He picked the worst offensive lineman in the draft in, mm-hmm. with his fourth round pick, who then had who to play this year. Get, who, yeah, who could not get on the field despite all the bad things that happened to the offensive line. And then he finally played and just got as you would expect. He was worse than T.J. Clemens, which is impossible. I've broken my microphone because it's so angry. <laughs> So, yeah, that was um, literally all day yesterday afternoon, just long, long, long text messages from Rocket. Sticking up for Rick Spielman, making fun of your golf game, sticking up for Rick Spielman, asking me to fight Clarence in an alley, um, and that was basically it. So, Oh, I touch. Yeah, I mean... Boy, that's it. It would be that. It would not be a quick one. It would be a twelve to fifteen rounder. That's true. They're both very athletic and they have a lot of stamina. Yeah, and I mean, Clarence has the anger, but Bran- but Brandon has the savvy. So I just think you know, he, Clarence will fight harder. Brandon will fight smarter. But I just I I think Clarence takes him in like the fourteenth round, just because he's just so relentless. Clarence has. He does have, he's got so much old man strength. It comes from the forearm hair. It does. That's where it comes from. He's a Solomon of forearm hair. They're just oaks. His forearms are oaks. That's right. So, um, all right. We're talking about who of our co-hosts would win in a fight. So we should probably wrap this up. We should probably wrap it up. It's good seeing you. Good to see you. I got to tell you, last week, because of Christmas, I made, you live in St. Cloud. You drive into the cities for work. I happen to be in Maple Lake, Minnesota, which is not all the way to St. Cloud, but it's out in the northwest. Home, home of Bernatello's Pizza. I've never been to Bernatello's Pizza. But that is where Ma- that's in Maple Lake. I was out there for Christmas, and one day I had yeah. to drive in to work in the morning and then drive back in the afternoon. And this was the day before New Year's Eve, yeah. so it was the quietest traffic day of the entire year. Mm-hmm. And even so, I wanted to kill myself because <laughs> it was that terrible. And so I just... I never knew how strong of a person you were mm-hmm. until having to make that drive once, and you have to do it all the time. Uh, so I guess what I'm saying is move to Roseville so that we can be buddies. <laughs> uh, I can. I, part of my job is to listen to podcasts, so that helps a lot. I just consider it part of work. Yeah, that's working. You're working so, on the way up. That's, but yeah, it's, it gets to be a little, especially this time of year. Right. Or it's dark when you. It's dark, it's when, dark you, when you come in. It's dark and dark when you leave. Dark when you leave. And you're it's just snowing. That bleak, endless, vast black out your windshield. Yep. And it's just yeah, it can be, it could be a bit much. But but getting to do something like this, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> doing the sportive at the Insight Brewing makes it all worthwhile. Yes. Um, they didn't invite us. We just kind of showed up. But I do want. <laughs> They, they give them samples and shirts and yeah yep and that's exactly so we're battered everything already call it 